Today is February 4th, 2020, and you're listening to episode 26. No! It's 27. Yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> I didn't update the thing. He's the main child of Beard 20-something, and I'm the old guy, cynical Gen Xer. This is your intergenerational podcast where we discuss pop culture, faith, politics, and whatever we find interesting broadcasting from the basement because that is where my mother lets us. I am the man child, and... I'm the old guy. Welcome to our stream of consciousness. No, 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 no. Come on, man. Let's just roll with it. Starting over. There is no post-production in this show. There's, no <laughs> there's a huge amount of post-production in this show, man. Who, yeah, and who does it all? I, I was thinking. He, I, okay, hear me out. Hear me out, man. I You're, was thinking remember, I could. You're just the talent. I'm just the talent. I was thinking. Okay, I do the no agenda thing. Every week, I will make a uh, uh, what do you call the the album art? Oh, well, that that there would be a significant thing. Yeah, that you could do. <laughs> I. I I take the intellectual credit for creating the show. Now I may not have been the financial uh, benefactor for the show, but I am. Or the, the person who could take a vision and put it in a. Take a vision. I'm the one that started doing podcasting. I started doing my own podcast. Yeah. You can't tell me that it's like, well, I'm the one that took the vision and actually did something with it. Okay, Edison, no, no, no. shut with up. This, with this. With, with this. With the, yeah. But that wasn't like, you know, like, I took this vision and made it real because I forced you to sit down. Because I forced you. We both agreed. That it was it was communal. We both had the agreement to do it. And who had the dream about the name? Manchild and the old guy? That was your dream about the name? Remember, we talked about this. I had a dream last night that we did a podcast together. I w this is the conversation we had almost a year ago. Yeah, that's your problem. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sure. That I had a dream that we did a podcast together, and we just talk about like we do around the dinner table, uh -huh. and we called it Manchild and the Old Guy. And you said, oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were sitting at, table, uh, at the dinner one time when you said it, right? I don't quite remember where we had the conversation, but it was in this house. Yeah, circumstance. But you're, yeah, but you're the the institutional crazy <laughs> inspiration. I, I am the solid foundation for which this this house of podcasting is built upon. Did I even say the right date today? No, I don't know. You said January twenty eighth. You do. No, that's what 40th. I put on because I didn't. I'm pretty uh, sure you said. Okay, guys. No, it's I said January. February. February. It's February. It is February. You are right about that. Um, so, I, I, you know, I haven't had a chance to look through all the news that you, you've sent me. Uh, did you put anything about the caucus? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay you got the caucus. All right, then I'm not going to touch it. We have a couple it. different things. All right. I, but, I, know but, I mean, we can get into the – I have a don't be that guy that's a caucus thing, and then just in general, the caucus is screwed up. Yeah. I, we're talking about the Iowa caucus where we live. Yeah. Well, okay, so the caucus has a couple weird things going on with it. One is that Buttigieg, I don't know if you you know about this. Are you saying his name correctly? Buttigieg, Buttigieg, uh, gay mayor, uh, boy, man, child, dude. Um, he he actually invested in the company called Shadow, which created the, the – it was, it was just well, a developer okay. app that ran the caucus. What did you just say? He what? He invested. He invested in it, but guess there's a story that came out. Uh, on NBC, guess who made the app? Hillary. 
Well, it wasn't Hillary directly, but it was a whole bunch of people who were let go after Hillary's last campaign Hmm. that started a little company called Acronym that started the Shadow Company that... It's a shady app, and it's already called Shadow. I mean, how... Yeah, well, the the company who made it's called Shadow. I don't know what the app's called. I think the app's called... Okay, the company's called Shadow. It's a shady app. It's, Nevada's already there's a news report this afternoon because they were they were going to use it for their election. Yeah, and Nevada said we're not we're not touching that with a ten meter cattle prod. Yeah, well because everyone got zero, so none of the, the votes went through. Um, technically, everyone everyone won or everyone lost. There was one. Well, poll. I do want to say Vermin Supreme, the guy with the mm-hmm. boot on his head. Yeah, said the caucus are in. He said this this morning, like seven eight hours ago. Um, that's Tuesday morning here in Iowa, uh, that he said, I have won every precinct, I have won every party, and I am the winner of the Iowa caucus. Lick, <laughs> lick my boot. Lick my boot. He's <laughs> he's such a funky dude. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's his thing is he wants people to come lick his boot, and he promises everyone a pony. Yeah, he said that if he becomes president. Yep. He's yeah. going to give everybody a pony. I remember watching him do YouTube videos. Um, but yeah, the caucus thing just totally got screwed screwed up and uh, screwed over. But I want to get into one thing. I want to talk about um, big boy B- Bloomberg today, um, at least for my little bit of a rant. I just want to say, now, I am not a Democrat. Uh, technically, I am a part of the Republican Party. I am still a card-carrying Republican. I don't pay my dues anymore, though, because they kind of tick me off. Well, what did they do to tick you off? Well, just like the party stances on things, how, uh, like, I first part joined it when Donald Trump was running for president, because I was like, I want him to well, get you're it. You're still a Trumpite, though. I, am I a Trumpite? I like Trump. I don't love the dude. I really like him, If though. the election was held today, who would you vote for? Who's the other candidate? Or like can- Clinton and Or it doesn't Trump. matter. It, Trump against whatever Democrat, and then there's libertarians and independents out there. If it was held today and everyone was on, on table, I would probably, because I, I think, I, I know what, I, would, I wouldn't be against voting for Yang, honestly. Um, but I'd probably vote for Trump. We've done really well in the last four years. Well, so. it's... Highly unlikely that Yang's going to get the nomination because no, but I th- he's I th- ticked off too many people in the Democrats. So well, yeah, and, th- and there becomes there there is the becoming part of my argument is uh, I think even though I don't he won't win. That's it. He probably won't even make it to the last round. But if he gets close, I think that you will, can always write him in. Yeah, which I I might depending. I think that he really shows just what you know people can do. At, at, in politics, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of the words to say to describe really what I what I'm getting at is, um, you know, even if you can't win the election, if you can get in and influence that this election and like what how other do, people. How do you think he's influenced? Anything? Well, look, be, before the election started, no one talked about UBI. No one talked about removing welfare and implementing a different system that will cost less and actually benefits people better and kind of removes the welfare state in a certain way it changed uh, it, it alters it from the way it is now i will say nobody's talked about it on the democratic side no, no, but, no, but i'm i'm saying people have talked day and night about ubis they've talked about changing say, this and doing you're this. using the acronym but people out there being, we've, we've, come on we talked about this universal, universal basic, basic income. income the government gives you money whatever the what i mean is people have talked day and night about that stuff but no one really seriously debates about it or talks about it or gets it on, like, the uh, debate platform. 
on stage where millions of people are watching. Yeah, okay, Joe Rogan, cool, two million watch that. No one's voting on anything you're saying. It's a passing thought. When you get on these stages and people see that, oh, that's a that's a good opinion. I might lose votes. I might not win. I need to identify with that. So as you see Yang slowly go up in the polls or at least get more well-known with everything he's doing, you saw other candidates start saying, uh, we would consider a UBI and... Yeah, you know, but and then, not in the same yeah, way. No, 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 not in talking. the same way. But he, they're all they're all bringing up the the same thing. Every, every time he talks about something, his ideas they're slowly perforating the rest of the party because they see that that's really popular well, among those people. I don't think perforating is the right word. Whatever, you know, people don't know what a UBI is. They won't know what perforating, perforating is. Perforating is like you're taking a pencil and poking holes in. Well, I mean, technically, it's slowly ripping the Democratic Party apart. Um, uh, I th- no, I, 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 I again, happen. but I'm going to get on to the Bloomberg thing because later on, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about the Democrat Party splitting. I think three parties will come out of it, um, but that's another topic. My thing with Bloomberg, right? Um, Gabbard, you've usually kind of been for Gabbard-ish. Well, I, rooting, not voting, but rooting. Rooting because her Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii and Andrew Yang. Where's Andrew Yang from? I don't remember. Uh, think, Is he Ohio or something? I think he's from Ohio, New York. Uh, yeah, somewhere. Anyway, those two are the only two who have stood up to the Clinton machine, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, they're they're willing to sit down and talk to people who don't believe the way they do in a cordial manner and, and not simply tell them that you're a bunch of haters. Yeah. I mean, everybody else on the Democratic side is constantly... I've, I've got my my friends you know, who I call my Kami Pinkos on Facebook and such uh, that I keep in my feed just to keep me simply to keep me honest to make sure I'm hearing both sides of every opinion so I mean that's that's what I believe is I need to hear the bo- both sides of everything and so I, I like to listen to their side I have friends that are ultra conservative I actually include you kind of leading that way you're a very conservative person and so I hear both sides all the time, and then I'm somewhere a little bit in the middle, a little, I lean right, but I understand both sides. Right. of. But Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard both will sit down with a person like me who may agree, disagree 70, 80% of the time with what they're saying, and at least hear me out. I'll listen to them, and we can have a conversation. The rest of the candidates, there's no way that's happened. Most of my commie pinko friends, I can't even have that. And even some of my hardcore conservative friends who I don't agree with because their stances are just extraordinarily right, they won't sit down and talk to me fully about all these things. Yeah. And so that so I do support in one way. Thanks for hitting your mic. I'm sorry, again. man. I'm just always in the way of trying to move things and make things look okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Make now you're banging on stuff and making all kinds of noise. I'm sorry. I'm horrible. Why do you mess with stuff? I, after I we can't start help. Recording? I can't help because as we start recording and doing stuff, it like starts changing. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, you kind of support Gabbard. I originally really didn't like Yang, but as he kept going, I kind of saw this earnest, mm-hmm. like uh, this honesty with him, where he didn't keep changing place to place. He would say, oh, you know, I think that's an interesting point. I'd, you know, I'd look into that if someone suggested something. But in general, he just kind of stood his ground and said, you know, this is what I think. Vote for me. If not, and he's fun. You know, he'd show up places and do stuff with people. He showed up to a bowling alley. Like, just well, random. I mean, I, they I, all show up to picnics. Right, but I mean, I mean, he, he he's just done a lot of stuff that's, like, unscripted. 
when you see Biden go places and talk, he'll oh, act like yeah. there's thousands of people when there's like 50 senior citizens in one little tiny cramped room. It is funny. It's some producer for the No Agenda show always sends in recordings of Joe Biden mm-hmm. and they make fun of him like somebody on his team don't doesn't like him because he's always being recorded so terribly and yeah. the sound's always off. And it's like very true. Almost all the time when you hear Joe Biden speaking out in public, somebody's jacked with I the... I really think that it, uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden was a good actor. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. My um, third generation Android could record better than oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for, for, here's my thing for Yang. Some of the stuff is like he, he accepted no super PACs, no PACs money or anything. It's only He's only accepted mm-hmm. money from that he's earned and um, that have been grassroots supporters. So if you look at his numbers, it's really crazy to think like, oh, you have to qualify for this debate. Well, his his supporters would pour it in mm-hmm. in like the 11th hour every time he'd like just make it in. Oh, yeah. Um, and the debates for the Democratic Party, you have to have so many votes, then you have to have uh, so many supporters, and there's pollings, and all this really complex stuff that kind of goes into it. And then we see these other candidates start dropping out because they don't qualify. Well, then at the last second, the Democrats changed the, or the DNC at least, changed the rules for it. And then him Bloomberg come in. He paid a huge sum of money to the DNC and all this other stuff, and he got on the debate stage. He well, didn't have any votes. He doesn't have any popularity. Before they did any polling for him, and they removed Yang and Gabbard from the stage. Oh, yeah. And Yang is still running. Yeah. He's, you know what? He's running up there with some of the other candidates. But they'd say, uh, what, what's that one creepy lady that's got the bangs that move all around when she talks? Klobuchar. Klobuchar. They got her. They have her above him. Are you kidding? I, I don't know any poll that realistically, like if you look at the supporters, realistically there's going to be more if people. you look at the real clear politics, then she's polling higher than Yang. Whatever. She, she's nuts. Um, well, I can't she have is a nuts. president that's shaking her head the whole time when she's talking. Make fun of somebody that has possibly Parkinson's. Well, but, it's not diagnosed, so I can do all I want. Okay. Um, but but th- she does have a lot of uh, staffers who have filed basically HR complaints about her just being a mm-hmm. belligerent person. Yeah, she, she throws staplers at people. Yeah. Yeah. So my my thing right now is that the Democrat Party is um, totally changing everything, changing the rules so Bloomberg can run, which doesn't make any sense because Biden was their golden child, but now Bloomberg's their golden child, but Bloomberg's just some idiot. Um, so they've thrown out Yang. So here here's my prediction of everything that's going to happen. Well, not, it, just a dovetail on what you're saying. So reports are coming out this last... I thought I clipped an article for this week, but I guess I... I didn't, um, that the DNC, Democratic National Committee, who runs the caucuses and the primaries going up to the convention, right now are rewriting the rules for the convention because mm-hmm. the Democrat side of the aisle always had people called superdelegates to make sure that the candidate that they want to get in gets in. Yeah. So your vote inside of the democrat party doesn't count as one vote it counts as a which is funny because they're the party that really wants to have the popular vote yeah but the popular vote doesn't work in your primaries as you're if you're a democrat because you have these people who are super delegates and their numbers uh how many votes their vote is actually equal varies from year to year and person to person you pay so much to be a member of this the super delegates and then one delegates worth like 100 normal delegates then there's a major delegate and there's another supreme but this is how really uh, bernie sanders lost the nomination last time 
and uh, Hillary Clinton was elected as the Democrat uh, candidate was because of the superdelegates. And mm-hmm. it's happening again. Uh, if, if you do any kind of Google search, Bernie Sanders actually has as large a crowd as as Trump does at his rallies. But no one reports There's, on it. No, they don't. And, he, and here's the thing I want to get. The, 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 the crazy. The Des Moines. The Des Moines like, registry. Register. Whatever. Same dumb thing. Slash CNN poll. Right. Okay. The poll originally came out and it was redacted and then they just scrapped the whole caucus. The report report came out that it was uh, it was Biden, War, Warren, Buttigieg, uh, Hair Lady, Biden. <laughs> Or did I say Biden tweet? Uh, yes, you said was, Biden twice. Sorry, Burden. Maybe Biden, old Biden, new Biden? Five Bidens. Uh, <laughs> you have uh, Bernie, Buttigieg, or Warren, Buttigieg, uh, Klobuchar, and then you had Biden at the end. He was he was coming in last. He was yeah. he was barely registering, but Bernie was killing it. He's he's not the Democrat that pe- the 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 well, DNC technically wants. he's an independent We're running for the Democrat. Yeah, there's yeah. no one of those stupid things, but. Here, here's the thing is that they redacted that now they're like oh the caucus doesn't matter everyone's got zero uh, because they can't let him win if he wins the caucus they're screwed no, because the democrats want what are, what are you i'm losing you because you talked about you're going right from the des moines register poll to caucuses well because that came out right that was the only polling that had data that was released like that no, show- they, they never released it no 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 the 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 Des Moines thing was, and it was taken back. They removed it. Okay, they well, published it, and then they're like, uh-oh, we can't do that. It was taken off from being public. Like, they redacted the thing, banned it, whatever you want to call it. They took it offline. They originally posted that this was an early polling thing, took it down, and well, then all the caucus was— It's been tradition that that poll comes out the night before the caucus starts for— Hundred years, something like that. So, right, but then it's redacted. And then suddenly, oh, yeah. all the caucus uh, stuff doesn't work because they figured out, oh, well, we can't, we can't do it because they're going to beat Biden because the DNC wants Biden to win, but Bernie's going to win, and then you're going to have. I don't know if they want Biden to win, but they definitely don't want Bernie. Yeah, I think right now they're starting to switch towards Bloomberg. I think that's why they're rewriting the rules for him to get in. Yeah, well, I don't. There's some people that think that they really want Elizabeth Warren because they really want a woman. I don't even know. I mean, dude, you seriously? Like, there's no one I can possibly think other than, like, crazy ladies that come to our house and say, hey, you're voting for Warren, right? Uh, because she is the truth and honesty. She lied to get into Harvard University where she sucked at a job, and she said she was Native American. <laughs> she lied, and then she goes to try and prove it in the polls, and you know what she does? Proves that she is less Native American than, like, Donald Trump. I'm one one thousandth and tenth. Native American. Yeah. Wow, you're so. You're uh, more, you are more Native American than Elizabeth. Warren. Exactly, and, that's and I the can thing prove that, that by direct lineage. Yeah, and and then it kills me because you look at it and you're. How can you say that this person is truthful? I know Donald Trump lies about a lot of stuff, and he's not very honest with a lot of things. But he doesn't lie about his heritage. His parents came from Germany. Great, landed Where here. Where did he get his orange hair? His orange hair. It's called a hair dye. Chanel number no. five. Chanel number five. I don't know anything about makeup. Okay, so what? He's rich enough, he dumps perfume to dye his hair, and he does a spray tan. He does. He is rich enough to dump perfume in his hair, I guess. I mean, why not? But this this is my thing. The caucus is scrapped because it's showing that the DNC does not have a hold on its people. 
And I think that when it gets down to the figuring out the Democratic nominee, you're going to see the DNC split into like the Justice Democrats or the New Democrats. They're going to be for Bernie because he's going to have the complete, almost 100% popular vote. Why would they vote. keep the name Democrat? Because th- those already exist. AOC is part of the Justice Democrats. There's a couple other people that are She's part of the She's a Democratic New- Socialist. But she she is run with like her the pr- way she was done, which you know how she was picked. She was an actor, blah blah blah. blah. I got all this stuff up there. Now she's there. Um, it's it's con- it's called the Justice Democrats. That is the technical name. Now Socialist okay. Democrat is a you know that's what she calls herself. Democratic that's Democratic Socialist. Whatever. Uh, socialist. But the party itself would be considered Justice Democrats because they're seeking for justice for all mankind. So you see the Justice Democrats or whatever they want to call themselves will split because they're gonna we're gonna have Bernie. Bernie's our person because that that would be in a, twice in a row that they screwed Bernie over. Whether you like him or not, he he should have got the nomination he four years just, ago. He should run as a third party candidate. Well, he. Well, technically, I think that's what's going to happen. Is he's going to run? Um, They're going to buy him another house on a lake. Okay, and he's sure, go away. maybe, maybe. That's I, what I happened think, like I think four Bi- years ago. I think Biden will get the nomination from the DNC um, because he's best friends with De- Obama. And what would happen if he picked Obama to be his I, VP? No, weird. That's I don't. I, uh, that's Obama far-fetched. hasn't even endorsed Biden. Yeah. Okay. So Biden what? Biden is not well liked by Obama. Right. But let's say Biden becomes. Uh, nominee. Then you'd have Bernie and his new Justice Democrats split off, so he becomes their nominee. And then you're going to start seeing all these other people that are kind of like, well, what about us? Like the Yang Gabbard kind of people, the Yang gang stuff. You're going to see a huge, I think, a huge growth in the independent party in the United States. I would hope because so. Because they're, they're going to say, like, well, this party just split because it's such bullcrap mm-hmm. what's going on here. They're going to fall back and go into the independent party, and then that, that's because that's the hard part with the Yang gang. I've met other Republicans that like Andrew Yang, just like a lot of Democrats like Andrew Yang. So it's this amalgamation of. Yeah. Because um, some of his policies are a little far fetched for me, but. Well, most social conservatives, I think, could gravitate towards Yang if, if he was allowed to speak to them. Yeah. So I, that's my thing. I think there's going to be. You could call it a three-party split. I think when this whole election cycle is over, and then three, I think three-party split, three-party three split. So it becomes Justice Democrats, the DNC, and Independent. It just split the entire. Everything's going to mm. split because how how many candidates there are has gone on for way too long. Usually by this time there isn't still like seventeen oh, people. No, that's not correct. Well, once, I mean, but once I mean, you get look, look, Super Tuesday is the day that it really filters out, which is in a few weeks. But what, I, what I'm when saying what, is, is like even for the, the Republicans, nations, though. What's that? Even for the Republicans, though, by the time it gets to this, like the first caucus point, there's no. there's not the news isn't covering like all fifty bajillion candidates and everything. It's usually kind of narrowed it down to who they think is going to go, and then the caucus comes out and we forget about the other people, and it's the one dude left or woman, and it's no that that always gets narrowed down on Super Tuesday, which is again is in a few weeks. When the majority of the states has have their primaries, and when that Super Tuesday is done, that's when it really gets narrowed down to maybe two or three candidates on each side. Yeah. Well, for the but state, in general, everybody knows who's probably going to be the nominee at that point. Yeah, I I think uh, Bernie's going to win. Uh, 
Well, we'll see. Uh, actually, I think was, he's going to win the caucus. At 5 o'clock, they were supposed to. It's 5.12, so I'm going to pull up. What, what time is the State of the Union today? I don't know. At some point. Oh, they really. Okay, Buttig- Judge 27, Sanders 25, Warren 18, Biden 15. That's Where? what just came out. 27, Sanders 25, Warren 18, Biden 15. Look at that. Yeah. But the judge is doing a lot better than I thought. But again, uh, you have well, Biden coming in. Well, in a, caucus, in a caucus state, it's all about your boots on the ground. You have to have somebody in every precinct and and get somebody into every place. This was Biden's problem, actually, is reports that I've read this morning that he didn't have Joe enough, Biden has zero delegates. He didn't have enough people showing up at the places to be his representative. Mm-hmm. So... So there is a conspiracy theory that Nancy Pelosi does Nancy Pelosi doesn't like Biden. She staged the impeachment trial to keep Klobuchar, Warren, and Sanders back in Washington mm-hmm. so that Biden kind of had free range of the I I probably put that wrong. So no, that would mean that Nancy a good point. Pelosi Nancy- liked Biden and was trying to get him in on behalf of the DNC by I'm sure she can look, screw she, in the she other helped Biden get through a lot of yeah. stuff. I'm sure Biden can help her get through a lot of stuff. The, the, but the it didn't help it didn't help him them being back in Washington having to sit through the impeachment trial. Biden out pretty much on his own. Going to nursing homes trying to recruit the dead. You don't recruit the dead at nursing homes. Well you talk to the DNC about that. Um it's anyways so Buttigieg right now, sixty two reporting um, for what's going on there, Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump's still sitting at ninety-seven percent. So, yeah, I mean, the Republicans <laughs> actually vote during the caucus, so they don't play the corner of the room game and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, ninety-nine percent reporting for Republicans, sixty-two for Democrats. So the Republicans had no problem getting their results in, but obviously the Democrats have had a lot of issues. So we'll have to check at the end of the episode just before we close it out to see if any more are reporting. But so far, Buttigieg, Sanders, Warren, Biden. And Warren is doing much better than Biden. Uh, Sanders and Buttigieg are really close. But the other thing is, quite often, whoever has won the Iowa caucus it does not become president. Yeah. Because it's... It's not a flat-out vote, and I something like five percent usually votes in a caucus. But it sounds like the caucus this week was far below that, like more like three percent of the population of the state actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, voted. I'd be interested. I'm, it's more like a big advertising thing. If you can get your name out there first, people are like, "Oh, I'll look more into him." Yeah. That's really what it is. But um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I've just I've just got all these mixed emotions because it's just this total screwball thing going on, you know. I, I don't. It, nothing's going to happen. I I don't. As of right now, Donald Trump is going to win the in twenty twenty. There's no if ands or buts until we get closer and we see the other evidence. So far, he's polling fantastic. You think so? Yeah. Well, he did. Pop- he won the Iowa caucus. <laughs> he won the Democrat. Democrats all got zero. He got ninety percent. He won. Well, if you look at it that Democrats way, all if you look, got they zero. got zero. They got zero percent. He got ninety-seven. So Donald Trump won the Democrat caucus. Uh, yeah, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's your opinion. 
It's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. You having a hard time finding the file? Well, I pulled something else up, and now I found it. There you go. Let's play it. There we go. And with that, we want to take a moment to acknowledge our stream of consciousness listeners out there. We appreciate all of you for listening and adding to the value of this podcast. When you share your stream of consciousness with us, you are helping to produce the show. And we are now streaming our consciousness on eight different platforms out there. And uh, that includes Overcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we're at. Um, we like folks contacting us on Facebook. Actually, I haven't had a Facebook message in a while on the man child and the old guy. So message podcast, us with yeah. things that you think I'm saying that are offensive or racist or xenophobic or ethnocentric. Yeah, feel free to tell the man child he's being racist again. And I will debate you and argue with you live on the podcast post recorded. I I actually uh Love to call you a racist. I called you a racist last night. <laughs> you call me. Well, we were, we were watching Transporter, weren't we, last night? The first one would have all the, the Chinese people are getting out of a freight container or mm-hmm. something. Um, <laughs> and I was like, people getting out of a clown car, more like Asians getting out of a freight shipping container or that something. That is so racist. No, it was super funny. It was <laughs> people getting out of a clown car, more like Chinese getting out of a shipping container. <sighs> but well, if you'd like to add value to our podcast you can utilize your anchor a- anchor app anchory anchor a anchor app to support the show financially and make a donation there uh, donations help keep us podcasting and makes you a producer of the show yeah uh, if, if you're a producer um you can come to my wedding in march okay. you can come to my wedding okay. yeah if you're a producer you can show up um about i'm probably gonna get fought on that by my fiance the girl child but I'm saying it now. If you can, if you can help produce this show, I'm asking once again for your financial support. If you can support <laughs> this show, you can come to my wedding and sit front row. Okay, great. Your your turn on the. Okay. Anyway, support links can be found through our website, bluntpumpmedia.com. You can also cross your streams of consciousness with ours by emailing us at bluntpumpmedia at gmail.com. We want you to interact with each other as well as with us, so look for Manchild and the Old Guy Facebook page. As the old guy has time, he is posting episodes on our YouTube channel, so subscribe and share through our YouTube channel as we post episodes there. Yeah, so there's lots of ways for those of you listening uh, to communicate with each other. But please send us your suggestions or comments. You can message us again through Facebook or send us an email through bloodpumpmedia at gmail.com. So we have a couple don't be that guys this week. The first one, I'm actually going to play it. This is the lady who voted in the caucus for Buttigieg and then didn't realize that he's a homosexual. And so I'm going to start playing it. We can make comments. You, you really need to click on the, the link to watch this lady's expressions and then the millennial she's talking to, those expressions. It, it's quite funny to watch. Oh, now it's buffering. Oh, yeah. Thanks, so, Mediacom. Oh, and now there's an ad play. I had it all set up. No ad. Remember when we and tried to do no this buffering. show, like, pro bono, and we're like, hey, we're not going to do ads. Yeah. And that didn't work. Yeah, well, well, we'll just wait a second here. 
Time code? What is the time code? I don't know. I'll go back and erase this little section. Here we go. Are you saying that he has the same sex partner? He? Yes. 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 Are you kidding? Yeah, he's married to him, yeah. Well, then I don't want anybody like that in the White House. <laughs> so can I have my card back? I don't know. Yeah. Signed it. We could go ask. So first off, this is funny. This lady votes for Pete Buttigieg, doesn't know he's gay. How does anybody not know that he's gay? No, if you keep playing, you'll go on and uh, see this whole part where she's talking about, well, why wasn't that made public knowledge right. that Buttigieg is but gay? I, and, and just for reference, she's talking to the, the election captain, caucus captain, whatever you call yeah. it. Who, I, and then, not only that, she signs her card to turn it into Sam. I'm supporting this candidate, and then wants her vote back. Yeah, I, that, can you do that? I don't, I don't think, think you can. it's legal once you turn it in. But I never knew I that. The whole point of it is, though, if, I mean, he's a human being, right? Just like you and me. And should it really matter? That's what. Well, he better read the Bible. He does, and he says that God doesn't choose a political party. Because why does it say in the Bible that a man should marry a woman then? Well, I totally respect your viewpoint on this. I so totally do. But I think that we were not around. How come this has never been brought out before? It's, it's common knowledge. It's common knowledge. It's common knowledge. I never heard it. What, what channel have you not been listening to, lady? The, the millennial here is just blustering. If you need to talk to them about this, I don't know the rules on this or not, but I guess what I would like you to just dig deep inside and think, like, should it matter if it's a woman or if it's a man or if they're heterosexual or homosexual, if you believe in what they say? So... The millennial says this. What does it matter if you believe in what they say? So in general, I, I agree with what she's saying. People's orientation, whether you're male or female or whatever, in in general, what does that matter? And it doesn't matter really to this lady other than the guy's married and it goes against her faith values. Yeah. That's my question. It all just went right down the toilet is where it all just went. And, and that you are, yeah, you have a total right to your opinion, and I am not trying to tell you to think otherwise. But we'll ask what they want us to do. But I just, I just. Yeah, this lady is so turning red in her face. But you have a total right to your opinion, and she's going to go on and say, "I look at it through a different interpretation here in a second. But this is the problem with culture today is that there's no truth. Your truth is your truth, and my, my truth, truth is, is my truth. truth. And we'll, you know... Somewhere... We'll just live at peace with each other. Right. There is, there is a, in, you know, in sociology, there's a thing called universal culturalism. And that means that every culture, every group of people, no matter what, and culture is defined by just a group of people that believe a certain thing, that uh, there are universals, meaning there are universal truths. There are truths that everyone shares. It is not a matter of Everyone has their own personal truth. This, there's, there are black and white things in the world, yeah. and this is kind of one of them, where it's like, are they gay, or are they not gay? Okay, does it matter? Mm, it depends. If it's like, he's not bringing his husband out on stage. He's, I don't well, even know. Well, he has a few times. Well, I mean, he's not bringing him out like we're super gay. It's like, 
Yeah. Judge I mean, is gay. If you, I don't care. And this is the thing, you know, you have stereotypical homosexuals that your people will say, oh, that person's probably gay. Buttigieg, if you just talk to him and speak to him, you would not. He doesn't, he's just gay. Like it's one of those things where it's the he is he just exists. He's yeah. just gay. Just like if, if you're just talking to anyone, I shouldn't have to look at you and be like, "You got a wife? No, you got a husband." Yeah, kind of he thing. doesn't pound it in your face, which I appreciate. <laughs> what was that look for? Doesn't pound it in your face? Yeah, the, the that is not the right cho- choice of words. Oh. Right after we talk about gay guys. Oh, yeah, I guess in retrospect. He doesn't pound it right in your face. <laughs> this. Well, well what I meant was he doesn't take it. <laughs> There's no way out of this one, is no. it? No. What, what I meant was is he doesn't take his homosexuality and browbeat people with it. Just <laughs> <laughs> Browbeat? Yeah, yeah, that you know, he doesn't just keep forcing his opinion on <laughs> you. <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? He's forcing his opinion. Oh my goodness! Oh uh, man, just but, bring out the buttless chaps now, why don't you? David Lee Roth wore those, and he wasn't a homosexual. That we it, know of. What's that? That we know of. Oh god! Wait until he's dead. You always say those things. the The thing is, don't be that kind of person that's voting for somebody and not fully vetting what your vote is going for. Yeah. I mean, there's no candidate you're gonna. Yeah, Hillary. There's no candidate you're gonna agree with a hundred percent of the time, but at least do the research. Mm-hmm. And don't don't go in being like this lady. Now the other side of this is, I am sick and tired of people on both sides of the aisle stereotyping people on the other side of the aisle. And this woman is a perfect case. She's obviously caucusing with the Democrats. Um, and if you watch the video, go into the show notes when we post them. You can click on the video and see that she's wearing. All the Democrat buttons. She's got a Klobuchar button mm-hmm. and stuff like that on. She's obviously a Democrat, but she's also a Christian that conforms to the standard Christian value of marriage should be a, between a man and a woman. She's never said that she doesn't like homosexual marriage. She just simply said she didn't want that in her president. And she thinks that that goes against the Bible. So... I appreciate that the millennial didn't condemn her right away, but unfortunately too often in society, and this is what we were talking about earlier with Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang, they would sit down and have a conversation about that. Too many other people would say, you're a hater. Yep. Yep. And just jump on that. So the next don't be that guy is actually something kind of funny and you'd have to, you have to to fully appreciate it. You got to click on the, the uh, link that I'm providing in the show notes, but there's a guy uh, who bought a car and uh, I forget what kind of car this is. It's a Renault or no, it's a Peugeot. Is that how you say it? I don't know how to pronounce it. Peugeot. Yeah. Peugeot. Yeah. He's got a two door Peugeot that he bought for like, it's a 75 hot bucks. Hot hat. Yeah, it's one of these little tiny Euro- European cars. He's over in the UK, Manchester. And uh he he buys this car. It has a broken window on the on the passenger side, which in America would be the driver's side. So he goes down to a junkyard and gets another door for oh I'm sorry, he bought the car for seven hundred and fifty dollars, buys another door for seventy five. Um it just knows it's the same the same car but he buys a door for 
the, the four, four door the four door yeah. sedan rather than the two door hatchback. And, and he, the thing with the the hatchback has longer doors. Yes. And so he gets the the front hinge and everything on the door matches up perfectly because the front end of both cars are the same, but the door is about four inches shorter. I'd say it's probably half a foot shorter. Yeah. So, brainiac that he is. Yeah. So, another don't be that guy, a mechanic tip from uh, Man Child and the Old Guy. That paint color matched perfectly, the pinstripe, everything. Just not the right car. Yeah. So another crazy thing happened in Florida last week. That's not surprising. Yeah. So some of you may have seen this, but I shared it with um, your brother's wives and uh, your sister. And uh, they were all amazed that some child care worker would write on the belly of a baby um, out of diapers and send that kid home. There's something parents. like written underneath it too. What is that? Diapers. There's a line that. That's weird. Uh, no, that's why I would call a uh, lawsuit. Uh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I'm not one for. I mean, I'll say I'll sue people, but honestly, I'm not one to sue people because it costs money. Um, but if I know I can get a lot of money out of it, like in that situation, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. I so can get a lot of money out of that. I mean, I it looks kind of like they use the sharpie. Mom, I'm out of diapers, and then drew some lines down there and and the picture the mom posted of the baby's belly is after she had tried to wash it off several times and it's still there i mean eventually it's going to wear off but yeah what but the psychological psychological damage done by this i need reparations for the next 18 years (laughs) no i mean the baby's not going to be traumatized by it i'm sure how dare you assume it's psychological mental health status Oh, yeah. It's kind of redundant, psychological, mental health. Yeah. But, obviously, the what is going on in Florida that somebody would think this is a good idea? Um, they woke up, drank the water, and realized they're in the Sunshine State, hmm. which is California, but they're in Florida. And there you go. Yeah. Well, there's something cool going on down in Florida that I didn't realize until this last week, that all the showbiz apes that get used in movies and stuff, mm-hmm. when they retire... They, they retire? They don't just eat them? No. They retire to Florida. Uh, I think it's pronounced Wachula, Florida. Wachula. Yeah. So, like, if uh, you've seen Any Which Way But Loose or Any Which Way You Can, it has a big orangutan in it that mm-hmm. pops people. The Turtle motorcycle. Left, Clyde. Yeah. That, that ape, he's retired here. There's 53 champ- chimpanzees and orangutans. <coughs> that live in this unique sanctuary and um it's here in wachula florida and they get a paint and other kind of things the th- the deal is is that these orangutans no have no way of dealing with life outside of humans caring for them because they've were basically raised by humans so they don't know how to hunt or um how to f- really that's cozy living man can't, yeah That'd they just cool don't know how to fend job. for themselves so basically they give them these they give them a spot in this sanctuary so they can go around but again they they have pictures of here of the apes painting and just there's some green grass yeah and they've nice. they've got nice little habitats to be in and and the people bring them food and and things like that and care for them and i i think that's a really good thing um obviously people there's some people that say oh just you know 22 bullet to the head get no rid of them, man 
But you can't pay an animal to do that. So I mean, that's like this. Pay an animal to do that. The acting and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I mean, look, yeah. I, so they deserve that. Kind I don't. Of... Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't like inhumane treatment of little animals or just animals in general. So, um, yeah. I mean, if it, you're gonna use an animal to do something, and you know, like a horse gets stronger, you feed it, you take care of it. Well, if it's an, a chimpanzee, it's gonna act. Well, just feed it the rest of its life. Yeah. It's cheap. No. So. The funny thing here with the Wuhan flu, the first off, these hospitals that they're building over there, have you seen any of the pictures of them yet? It's concentration camps. They're beyond that. They're basically made modular, and they lock from the outside. So a lot of people online now are guessing that they're building these hospitals, the ones that they're putting up in 10 days, uh, basically... Lock them in, shut the door. Well, if people in a certain section of them, if like all get seriously infected and start dropping, they can just basically lock those, lock the container from the outside and grab a crane and pull it out of the unit and then put a new unit back in there. Hmm. So if you're in one of those units and everybody's dying in it, they're basically going to lock you in and you're done for. Not going to care for you anymore and just move you to the side. That kind of crazy to me so everybody was all talking for a while about oh this is so cool they can build a hospital in six to ten days and it's just a concrete box yeah it's basically being built in a way to keep people in rather than let them get well and get out isn't every horror movie ever why does this hospital seem so weird it was built for people to go in but not to come out yeah so the wall street journal had a story about this uh uh, Texas A&M University professor who was employed by Texas A&M but wasn't disclosing. He was also getting funding from the Chinese government. From the Chinese. And this is actually a sto- one story of many yeah. that has been happening. And one guy um, from one university was getting paid millions of dollars to start research on viruses and such over at uh, over in Beijing, actually, and he was not disclosing any of this, and he was taking proprietary knowledge from the university and, and reusing info, yeah. it over in China. It's called the, um, oh shoot, what's the term for it? The the thousand brain drain or something like that. Yeah, it's a special think tank where they like China's just paying a bunch of professors, mainly yeah. ones that are still somewhat loyal to China. Uh, to go and do research in the states and whatnot, and then they pay them to take the information they're doing at all these universities and shuffle it back over to China. Yeah. Um, so for also, the past year or so, this has been happening. Where they, you in the news, you'll see like, oh, they took this Chinese professor or this scientist, this doctor out of somewhere because this was going on. I think it's slowly been building up to this Wong flu. Yeah, and so there's all the FBI are arresting these professors. Boston University has a problem. Uh, Harvard has a problem. Uh, who else is sitting here? All kinds of things. Yeah, the big one is the Harvard guy. Um, the, this is a big problem that these people are selling uh, people's proprietary knowledge, but also d- does not anybody realize anymore that China's still communist and wants to take over the world? No, no, no one cares because they have an open trade agreement right now. If we'd never done that and we still actually hated communism, 
then I think we'd look at China much more as an enemy. But we don't want to look at them as enemy. They make all of our cheap garbage. So <laughs> just like what we're going to talk about next is the phone chargers. Bunch of cheap garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, Europe last week voted. The European Union voted in favor of making iPhone and Android use the same type of charger. And, 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 and this is going to be – okay, so here's the thing. It says the move makes it more likely the iPhone will have a USB-C and would cut down on lots of charging cable waste. Blah, 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 blah. The, the, here, here's the issue, all right? So originally – uh, there was a whole bunch of different charger for Android phones. This was a huge problem, especially in Europe, because each one used different specifications, and it, it was getting really confusing, especially with the EU. So what they ended up happening was they decided the micro USB port would be what they would use on um, all phones. Um, Why are you doing that? Sorry, I just got a weird text. Um, that people, all Android phones are going to use the micro USB ports, mm-hmm. but which is great and all you know that's really helped a lot of people but now with this decision which is really stupid they're doing this to make it sound here get to a point the the iPhone already is going to go to USB-C most Android phones are USB-C most laptops are going to it almost all iPads are going to it tablets as well they're all going to USB-C so for them to make this decision it is the same dumb thing as people that run for president just to get the uh, former presidential uh, candidate blah 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 in their title this is not a serious decision because the iPhone's already going to go to USB-C Apple's already talked about that but it's a slow progression towards it so these decisions about, oh, we're going to go to this, we're going to go do that, they're only making this decision just so they can say, well, we made this decision and it influenced everything. No, people are already are they, going to it. They're already planning. Yeah. You know, it's un- are you saying that overpaid bureaucrats in the European yes. Union are taking credit for something that Apple was already planning? Yes, and they're stupid. It's completely stupid. I uh. Tell us how you really feel, man, child. No, it just ticks me off because it's like there's companies that do this stuff because they see the future coming and they just kind of like, hey, we're just going to make it like Apple. I don't like the way they took out the the headphone jack. Um, It it makes sense. Everything's going wireless, so it makes sense to do it. But they just like went, took it away, um, and which sucked but now everyone like immediately got ready now everyone's totally used to having wire like not having wired headphones essentially like the 3.5 mm-hmm. millimeter jack i only have one pair of headphones now are really bad the rest of them are either lightning or wireless of some sort um they did that that's and apple did that which i'm going to give apple the credit they're the one that really spurred that because they have a the hold on the majority of culture of cell phones in the u.s um not and, worldwide, but in the U.S. And, yeah, in the U.S. Uh, they're very small in India. But it, yeah, those kind of decisions have no impact because every Android phone's going to slowly go to USB-C anyways. Most of them are now. And then iPhones are going to go there too. It, it just give it a couple of years. By the time that decision comes out and like they make it law that the, every phone has to be like this, guess what? Every phone's already going to be like that. Not in anticipation for the law, but out of sheer practicality. Well, the funny thing will be that Apple has a history of putting embedding technology in their charging cords. Yeah. And so they may universal have a universal adapter, but it may not work the way people actually want it to simply because Apple has put No, the prepared, the No, the, the 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 Thunderbolt 3s which is called works just fine. You can, you can use any USB-C charger that like your phone if you plugged it into the new iPads it would work just fine. Um, you know, all I'm saying is the cheapo things will probably charge the phone, but the other things that the cable may be capable of with you plugging it into something else or something like that, maybe that won't work. I don't know. No, I, I think it won't work. 
Well, it'll all work. I do fine. know Apple likes to upcharge its customers, so they will figure out a way to upcharge everybody. Yeah, well, I think they'll upcharge it plenty enough um, in the future once there's only one device, one tablet, one computer, one phone. So uh, we talked, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 episodes ago about Roundup. Monsanto. It, yeah. I watched a whole video about Monsanto that did, uh, from Company Man on YouTube. The guy walked through the whole like business development and why it became a business, where it came from. It is a really weird – they were like a spice company originally, and then they got bought out by another company. They got sold to another company, now their own company, but they're still owned by another one. And it is like the weirdest thing ever. Well, these companies get bought and sold all the time. Uh, Monsanto has their own problem with seeds, but glyc- glycophates – I can never say it right. Roundup. The primary ingredient in Roundup that causes... Is cancer. (laughs) No. (laughs) The primary ingredient in Roundup that causes plants to die is glyphosate. And maybe 10 or 12 episodes ago, I'd have to look it up. Uh, We had Stu from the Glenn Beck program, who's actually drank a cup of this stuff Mm -hmm. and went through the whole issue about how they figure out whether or not it's cancerous or not and you would need to eat like because the story yeah, they talked about inject- when they injected it into a mouse i remember this uh they like just put the most concentrated amount they possibly could and just injected it and yeah it was start- starting to grow 30 but they had found, back or yeah, they found trace trace amounts of this chemical in your cheerios mm-hmm. but you would have to eat like 20 or 30 boxes a day i don't remember we'd have to go back and look so many boxes of Cheerios a day for like a hundred years to increase your chance of having cancer by like one or two percent. You'll die of a full stomach before then. Yeah, it's just impractical. Well, guess what? The U.S. EPA reaffirms that glyphosate does not cause cancer. Hey, look at that. And the issue is, is that Roundup's getting sued left and right because the because one study a long time ago. Um, I guess they're owned now by the Bayer Company, B-A-Y-E-R, Bayer, the aspirin brand. Um, Bayer owns Monsanto, which produces Roundup. Uh, that at some point in time, some scientists, someplace, concluded that this chemical causes cancer, and then the lawsuits started to fly. But all the testing doesn't reveal that. Mm-hmm. Just like anything else, if you... If you, uh, everything in moderation. If you overdo anything, it's going to cause cancer. Mm -hmm. Even water. Especially water from, like... Florida. (laughs) Sure. Water from several communities who don't filter it correctly. Don't talk about Flint like that. They deserve (laughs) more respect. (laughs) So, there was an interesting, uh, on... The Fox Nation, which I know some people are opposed to watching anything Fox, but there was an interesting interview with uh, with um, Rasmussen, uh, Scott Rasmussen, who runs the Rasmussen polls and reports and things like that. And he is tracking what he's calling pivot counties. And there was... Counties oh, that jump back and forth? or Well, counties that he's calling pivot counties, counties that in... Um, 08 and 12 voted for Barack Obama, but actually switched to vote for Trump in 2016. 
So he's keeping track of those counties, and he thinks it's going to be a predictor to how the next election is going to go. And so there's uh, so many counties. I'm trying to see what the number was. I read this article yesterday. Doesn't have really, I don't see it right away. But, oh, 31. There's 31 counties particularly that he's, that he's looking at from across the country, and he's thinking these are going to be predictors to the 2020 election. Now, he does say that if Democrat turnout is higher, <clears throat> higher than what he thinks it, it's going to be, then that prediction could be wildly off. Mm -hmm. But if the caucus in Iowa is any kind of indication, Democratic turnout is going to be awful. Well, we'll just have to see. I, I, I don't know. Everything seems so flip-floppy. There's times, like, all you hear in the news media is about the Democrats running, blah, 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 blah. Because there's Trump's, there are other Republicans, but no one cares about them. And the reality of it is that Donald Trump would win. He's already won the Republican nomination. Um, so you have all these Democrats, so at times there feels like there's going to be, oh, a Democrat's going to win. But then you look at it, and you're like, nah, just because everyone's talking about them all the time. Mm -hmm. Once you zone it out, you're just kind of like, nah. Yeah. Mm. It, well, that's the thing is there's so much of this stuff out there now. Everybody's zoning. It doesn't need to be. Out. It does not need to be the everyday news of my life. Right, right. and it is. So an interesting thing uh, that DARPA has been working on with um, DARPA. DARPA um, has been working on with the Navy is making armed drones out of ships. Now, in general, I'm opposed to drones being armed in the sky because. We, the United States kills so many people by drone attack. It is, uh, and Trump's kept, Obama, George Bush had a certain number he was doing. Obama ramped that up, almost doubled it. And Trump has kept Obama's pace fairly steady since then, which is something I totally disagree I, with. I think we should, for the, what is that convention or laws we have where... Geneva Convention. Yeah, because they, they edit it once in a while for, like, laws and rules. I think they should make it so that um, in the future, this is how I think war should be fought, is robots. Like, droidicas or droids or whatever from Star Wars. Um, just have a bunch of, you know, it, it'll be more of a war on um, economics. Like, who is the bigger economic power? Who Can, can we produce? do it through software? Can well, we be Jedis? No, no, it's where you just build like an army of robots. So, you know, manufacturing, do, 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 just building out a bunch of robots constantly. So there's always a pull. There's always something going for it. Um, and you make it so that they, you know, they can't be used in country against your own people kind of thing. Terrorists will use it. But you, you send them to another country, you send in those robots, and they fight each other. And you can use drones in that sense, but they're going to have their own drones. But the, the whoever wins that battle, mm -hmm. you know, bam, they're the winner. You lost. But if you can fight off the robots and everything, then it'd be good. Now these robots aren't going to be sentient or anything like that. But I'm just saying, it's, I'm sure at some point, Skynet, Skynet, whatever. One Microsoft OneDrive, Skynet. Yeah. Uh, um, well, it used to be called SkyDrive. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but I see that as the future. We're going to have robot boats attacking. Each so we're just going to sit here in our nice little republic and never think about war because a robot's off doing it for us. Uh, I guess maybe they could do it on the moon. So. Mm. We save Mother Which Earth. the next uh, Fast and Furious, guess where that's supposed to be? They go to the moon? They're supposed to go into outer space in the next movie. Oh, and Because they already, they've already decided on the 10th one. The, and the ninth one's already got a trailer, and it looks garbage. I should have had that as a rant, but I'll do that next week. Okay. Um, the interesting thing about the 
Thank you to whoever just flushed the toilet. But I'm bump. Um, the this is in direct response these um, water drones to countries like Iran and other places who think that the best way to take down like an aircraft carrier is to have a whole bunch of small boats and what they call them is a swarm and they swarm the boats to try to overpower the resources of things like an aircraft carrier or the uh, Ollie Burke Aegis missile cruisers mm -hmm. that if you have so many little boats and you have to take each one of them out that eventually one of them is going to break through the defenses and that's the one that can go throw a mine on the side of the aircraft carrier or the Ollie Burke uh, destroyer and blow it up. Mm -hmm. So these, these drones, maritime drones, are um, basically in general defensive but they could also be offensive just like aerial drones. Um, I would say water drones have to be a lot safer, I would think, than aerial drones. There's one thing to see a boat coming on the horizon. It's another thing to have a drone at 10,000 feet that you never can see that could launch a missile at you. Uh, but in general, I'm against drones, but I understand um, kind of where the U.S. Navy is coming from to protect these multi-billion dollar carriers and 5,000 men that that live on them and, and such. So Honestly, I think what they should do is just go to some of these... Sorry, it's starting to get cold down here in the basement. We turn the heater off. Um, shivering a bit. Uh, I think... Here's what I think. For our, our, our carriers, we should just have a bunch of bays on the side, like little ones, where there's just a bunch of drones, like the quadcopter drones that have, like, some C4... For, no, I'm just saying what? to have C4 just, like, strapped to them. Or just like a little explosive. Listen, listen, Linda. Okay, so instead of buying these huge boats, whatever, basically you just deploy these dudes and they go, Woo, they all just fly around like in a circle basically around the carrier. And then as other boats come up, well, these drones are cheap as heck. I mean, they cost pennies on the dollar to really manufacture. Have you seen a Felix system? I no, I know. I'm just saying with an idea now. I'm not in the military. I haven't joined the space force yet. I'm just saying, just get a bunch of really cheap drones, yeah. have them circle around the boat. Like I think you're loosely. pretty much Sputnik orbiting Pluto right now. Okay, and then every time other boats come up and they're like, "Oh, it's some idiot!" Just one of the drones just kind of flies down. It's got an explosive. Poof. They're well, not gonna stop the drone. You're not gonna shoot this little like, you know. I'm just two the, foot by the two Felix foot. Felix system is the. Basically, the Gatling gun that's on the front of an A-10 and can shoot down incoming missiles, projectiles, but or it's boats. A, no, but I mean, like, this is, what we're talking about here is robot drones and all this kind of stuff. Uh, little boats getting up to the other side. Just yeah. have these little drones. They just fly out super fast. Of, Ooh, boop, 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 on the boop. defensive side, these drones would extend the... They could be out at the edge of the radar of a boat and then be an extra... Uh, data point for them to extend their radar scope and then send that data back to the ship so it has a broader picture of what's happening around them. There's a lot of a lot of things that um, these drones could do that are defensive and not necessarily offensive. But one of the great things that these drones can do is go into minefields. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things Iran likes to do is mine uh, the Strait of Hormuz and in other places to blow up ships. So, or cause them, eh, mines often don't blow up ships, but they do cause a lot of problems, and I have to send them back for repair and stuff. So these drones could go into those areas 
and search for mines and take the mines out without humans having to be on them, which is a positive thing. To save, if it's ultimately saving lives, then that's a good thing. But that's the justification for us to kill all these people in Africa and wherever in the Middle East. And uh, I don't know if it's necessarily saving lives, but I do think we should be boots on the ground. If if that person's a bad guy, we should be quote unquote arresting him and then getting information out of them and then putting them in Guantanamo Bay. But, yeah. Well, I think you know it would be really cheap. Get a bunch of satellites. Not even satellites, just airplanes. You fly over. I mean, look, look at all the weight. Airplanes are not cheap. No, I'm not, man. Get get, get an airliner, fly it over a a little country, and get a bunch of like 50 pound uh, discs or balls or whatever. Just open up the bottom of them and go, just dump them. Just like these 50 pound weight. A 50 pound weight falling like a mile from the sky, that's going to do some damage when it hits the ground. And when it crushes, it's going to go straight through a building. Okay, get a bunch of these to just do, 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 do. come on a fifty pound steel ball falling a mile from the it's sky. It's not gonna take a building out. I didn't say take a building out. I said it's gonna go through a building. It's gonna do 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 do. No. This is what I'm saying. You just drop a whole bunch of them over like it might an area. Dent the roof. Oh come on, a fifty pound bowling like just a solid steel ball like a big ball. You drop it from a mile from the sky. It's going hurtling down. That's going to go fast enough to go through a roof. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, well, this, well let's get it. This isn't a skyscraper. They don't have skyscrapers in the middle of the middle of the desert with the, the, these towelhead dudes what, blowing stuff what's up. What's the good? Okay, you poked a hole in the roof. Then yeah, what? you just, do, 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 just throw all these weights down, just demolish these little huts and buildings and things they have. Just do, 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 do. There you go. Just do it. It's cheap. Just throw a bunch of rocks out of a plane. Throw them at people, man. <laughs> right. Okay. Get them hurt grenades. So you poked a bunch of holes in buildings. Then what? Well, man, it sucks. Now they're gonna they're gonna just drain all their resources to fix those holes. Yeah, yeah, it is no. cheaper to fix the to replace a dam than it is to plug every one of them holes. Because every time you plug one, another one's gonna happen. That's how it works. <laughs> just gotta replace the hole. Yeah. How you doing in your <laughs> economics class? I, I passed that. I'm just struggling through I my biology class. I have no idea how you did. Crunch the numbers. <sighs> yeah, you have no concept of what. So there's this guy in Chicago. This is another one of those don't use dating apps. Remember the no, guy move couple, to Canada and meet your soulmate. Yeah, you remember that guy a couple weeks ago that was stringing guys up? And, yeah. <laughs> and so this yeah, is a guy. It's not funny. It's this funny. is a guy who on Grindr. Now, Grinder is, is a homosexual app for was, men. So that's a guy app. Yeah. Well, he's he would post on Grinder that he wanted to meet people at kind of high end places, you know, like high end hotels around Chicago. And then when they would get there, he'd shock them with a stun gun and rob them. That's a that's a way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, you'd really have to get someone's face. I feel like there's just too much stuff you got to do to hide your identity. Not that I'd be into stunning people and just robbing them blind, but it just seems like that's a lot of effort just to st- take 50 bucks off someone if they have that, you know? I, well, I'm sure that there There's arrangements where they're going to get bring yeah. some money. Some of the victims are reluctant to press charges. I, I don't get that. Um, I'm sure... Well, okay, so here's the thing with the Grindr app um, is there's a lot of... St- quote-unquote family treatment that are oh, so, the so guy, it, it, 
every, guys every, on the down low. Every gay, gay app has a whole thing where, you know, uh, if you were to go on there, you probably were to see some people you know. That's for everyone out there. Any person, even if they're family, got kids, mm-hmm. whatever, like you want to grind it right now, I'm sure you would magically just see a coworker or someone that you've known or something like that on the app, and you're like, don't you have a wife and kids? Um, I'm like, gonna touch it. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> I'm not gonna touch it. <laughs> there I go. See, you can't talk about gay people without <laughs> saying something You're weird. So juvenile. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. So, so grinder. There's some people on grinder who don't want to be. That's not their way to yeah, come so out if, to if society. So, yeah, yeah, or ever. So they just don't report okay. it. I got you. That makes sense. But yeah, most news agencies say about fifty per fifteen percent of the U.S. population uses these dating apps. Let's see, that'd be 50 million people, mm-hmm. some something like that. So just be careful out there. And as most authorities say, your first date with somebody should be in a public place. So maybe not. Hey, a, let's go meet up in this abandoned basement. Maybe not in a hotel room. So there's an interesting thing going on, um, which I was a little offended by. Why is that? Um, and this is the, the this is out of the Guardian out of the UK, but it's actually about U.S. stuff. Why liberal white women pay a lot of money to learn over dinner how they're racist. So I don't know if you had a chance to really look at this. You just sent them to me like ten minutes before the show. So uh, no, no, you said I haven't sent them to you yet. You just thirty minutes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thirty minutes. The twenty-eight minute time gap right there. Impeach me over that. Yeah. So people pay twenty five hundred bucks Jeez. to have a group of their friends come over. They host a dinner. Uh, sometimes it's strangers, sometimes it's acquaintances, but they have a frank discussion. It's led by Regina Jackson, who's black, and uh, Sarah Sarah Rowe Sarah. Do you think that's Sarah? Yeah, it's Sarah. S a i r a and R. Her last name is R a o. I don't Sarah. mean to miss pronounce i just don't know you just never know who is an american indian and they started a started race to dinner to challenge liberal white women to accept their racism however sub however much it's subconscious if you do this in a conference room they'd leave but wealthy white women have been taught never to leave the dinner table um so what yeah. I mean, I, I'm this, already this like this article is so offensive. But to the, me. the article in itself is racist because it's not just because st- what is it that you can make the stereotype about white people in general or just white oh, women? Wait, wait, let me read the next paragraph. Liberal white women are most receptive are our most receptive audience because they are open to changing their behavior. They don't bother with the 53 percent of white women who voted for Trump. White men they feel are similar similarly a lost cause white men are never going to change anything if they were they would have done it by now i'm sorry white wait white women on the other hand are uniquely placed to challenge racism because of their proximity to power and wealth the only reason their proximity there is because someone married them to put a kid in them that's about the only reason they're there and if you go back in time jackson says if they don't hold these positions themselves the white men in power are often their family friends and partners Okay, so the white woman is so important, or what? What are they saying? That white men are in power because their husbands in power, and that's just the social—that's their fault. 
Who the heck's fault is that? You run for office. You win an election. You actually go do something with your life besides be a welfare queen taking my taxes. No, this stuff ticks me off, man. You get someone here telling me I'm racist because I work a job. I got a job. I'm going to school. I'm doing this stuff. I'm getting married. You're instantly racist because you're a white male. Well, exactly. They're saying I'm racist because, you know, you exist. Well, you know what? You're an idiot because you were born. How about that? This is so stupid. I don't. You so you're gonna pay twenty five hundred bucks for some moron. This the yeah. You make me dinner. You feed me one. I tell you for mm, let's say twenty five hundred dollars. Why you are so this, this pig. This is the real part that drives me nuts about this article, is that one of the questions that they ask or they tell each other to constantly ask each other, and they ask it at the dinner is. What was a racist thing you did recently? What? The, the assumption is, oh, you're white, you're a white liberal woman, you did something racist. It's the same thing with xenophobia. Or whatever. What people don't get is when you say phobia, it means fear. I don't fear people from other countries. I don't like them because I like the culture in the U.S. I am ethnic or ethnocentrist i think the american culture and the ethnic culture of the united states Mm -hmm. the way it has been since the mid-century is good and i want to keep it that way so i don't like other cultures coming in and adding to it because i think it's kind of hit its peak and adding to it is making it change too much that's my opinion you don't share that cool people don't like it i don't agree with you but yeah i think we're better the greater greater culture that we have is better i simply if you if you're coming to the united states from a different culture and your goal is to become an american citizen then become an american need, citizen but that's my thing you need to assimilate you don't come here and then you bring your culture and say my culture is better than yours no you don't come into my culture and tell me Our you're cul- better than me right. you're in my town get out <laughs> i'm serious you want to come to new york wave this stupid little the flag say the pledge of allegiance and then say you hate yeah. america when you're here get out Get out of my backyard. I don't want you here. And that's not racist. But everyone assumes that it's because I, yeah. I don't hate you. I just don't like you. So get out of my face. But you've never met them. I've met plenty of these people where they come They come to like my hometown, all this kind of stuff, and talk about how garbage it is, how they hate the state of Nebraska, they hate Omaha, they hate America. Oh, Canada's better. You know what? Move. Half these stupid famous people that can afford to drop 2500 bucks on a meal – uh, or the ones that's like, I'm going to move to Canada if Trump becomes president. Oh, bam, they don't go to Canada because they realize it sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is the kind of guard. No one, like, even looks at the facts of anything or does, like, actual, like, I, I don't know, look into themselves. They just take everything for granted and say, well, this, oh, okay. These are people that live in total guilt. I don't even know how they exist. Do they feel guilty for turning on a light bulb I, because some child somewhere died in a coal mine? Well, uh, this this is another paragraph that drives me nuts. Uh, um, across from Campbell Swanson, Morgan Richard admits that she recently did nothing when somebody patro- patronizingly condemned her for adopting two black children as though she had saved them. What I went through to be a mother, I didn't care if they were black, she says, opening a window for uh, the Indian lady whose name I can't. I'm not pronouncing correctly, so I don't want to pronounce it incorrectly, but we'll just call her Sarah. So you admit it is stooping low to adopt a black child? 
and Richards accepts that the undertone of her statement is racist. It's it's not not racist. I, yeah, I, the Everyone, the assumption is numbers is that, are racist. That's what people are saying. You look at the statistics, yeah. all right? The, you look at the statistics. You're going to tell me the numbers are racist or something. Great, that's your business that you don't you know acknowledge FBI statistics. They're updated like monthly these days that say, you know, kids in certain communities aren't going to do well in the world with the family, you know, a single parent household in the community and well, city this, they're in. This is the thing is, uh, I, if, if I don't agree with you, that doesn't make me racist. It just means I don't agree with you and it, yeah. that's okay. Now there certainly there's racist things and I joke with you all the time that you're racist. Um, again, but I'm I not. probably should stop doing that. But I, you can read this. Sorry, it's quite long. I don't want to go through the whole thing with everybody here. The the, the big the big point out of this is that there's a lot of people that just make everything sound as though it's racist. It's like people that use the f word. Uh, the f word is there to make a you know pizzazz or whatever or demean yeah. someone. But the more you use it, the less meaning it has. If right. you say everything's racist, nothing is racist. And uh, you know that's that's a hard thing for me because you know I'm again I'm not racist I just don't like a lot of people and I like the way thing <laughs> I like the way things are in my community and things like that so I don't want other people to come and uh, mess that up because I feel like a lot of people want to just come and change everything I don't want I don't want that that's not racism that's just old I'm just old you know I like the way my car functions I don't want it to function any differently you know what. That's about it. I don't need you're, a lot of this. You're getting old and I don't even want a push button start. I don't like that. I don't like push button. I don't like all this stupid stuff. You're I want like, a key. Most keys don't actually. I don't care. I want the function when I turn the key over, it starts. That's what I want from it to do. Okay. I don't want to push a button. You want the tactile. Yes. I don't want a like, touch screen with controls. I want buttons. Well, anyway, I, do, I find these dinners kind of interesting. I They bug me. I think that. Um, I know there's a lot of people that feel guilty about white privilege and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, as I remind a lot of folks, I had to work hard for where I am in life. I, I didn't get anywhere because I was a man or I was white. I don't feel like I have, but maybe somebody can prove me wrong. But uh, I've um, lost out a lot of things mm-hmm. to women and to other people. It doesn't matter. Uh, simply because they were chosen over me for various reasons, a lot of times because they're more qualified than I am. And that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. So, uh, but there's some undertones on that article that really get in my craw. And I I guess I have to kind of think about it a little bit more. But obviously you're more strong opinion than I am. Oh, man, because this is the, this is, this is, I I don't want to say it's new to you, but it's newer for you. But this is this has been like my everyday life through pub- going through public school, even into private school and back into public school and and living in a socialist place like Canada and coming back here. This mm-hmm. is this is the everyday. It doesn't yeah. stop. So I have strong opinions about it and I hate it. I hate it so much mm-hmm. because in, you know, how do you live life if you hate existing constantly? And yeah. that's how they want you to feel so that they feel better about themselves. Yeah. Well, and that's the real thing is. Um, am I elevating myself above you simply because I accuse you of something? I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, a couple of positive end notes. The first one is this guy named Mark over in England. Um, he was looking for a date. Um, he actually made a, a website, datingmark.co.uk. And uh, 
he put up a billboard he put a picture of himself single date mark and he yeah he got a thousand invites to go on a date with him the billboard cost him about 552 dollars and uh, he got a whole bunch of dates for it he was having a hard time finding a date and i i just thought it was kind of uh it's fun it was kind of fun and hey you know what why not not before that better uh, than tinder more expensive that? than tinder but it's better more expensive than Tinder? I don't know what those kind of things cost. Well, you can pay money to... there's You can pay subscription fees to do stuff. Oh, so, that kind of stuff? Yeah. yeah. No, nothing weird. Just like you pay subscriptions to like, get more features or gotcha. something. Yeah. Well, the last one is this new uh, news site that uh, Murdoch put out there. It's called News... K-N-E-W-Z. Beta. Um, yeah, it's a beta site. It's a new news aggregate site. What I like about it is they put a headline up about, like, the Iowa caucuses. And then all the current stories from... About all, that one. All of that is there. So you can see Fox News, Washington Post, all of that. They're all listed right there. So you just look for the item that you want to look at. And then you can see all the different news outlets that are posting stories about it. And I think that's uh, kind of... Uh, usually I go to Drudge, but... Um, I'm actually using this more and more, and so I put a link in the show notes so people can start looking at it and and uh, figure it out for themselves. Um, so I think that's a real positive thing that somebody's trying to do. And I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. So, well, that's about it for today. We'll be broadcasting from the basement again next week. I'm the old guy. And I'm the man child. Don't forget to cross this stream of consciousness with others as we've done with you. Until next week, don't fall up a down elevator. And remember, if I don't make it back... I got the coronavirus. <laughs> God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bloodpumpmedia.com.